Welcome to the Lee Match Show. Please welcome this week's special Christmas guest. It's Barbara Dixon. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. Little Rome, we will conspire as we dream by the fire to face our of course by the brilliant Steve Brown so what are you getting for Christmas Steve I'm getting a dog <laughs> really yeah if I get bored with it I can always just get rid of it oh, no. also I'm hoping to get a bottle of gin something to drink while I'm driving around in a car <laughs> well I've said these Christmas campaigns are a waste of time what about you Monopoly well, not, not actual, the, the, the regional version, you know, Yorkshire Monopoly. I don't know if you played that, it's very good. Yeah. Same as the original, just a few changes on the chance cards, you know. You've won second prize in a beauty competition. Now get back home and clean the house, you've had your bit of fun. <laughs> I'm hoping to get a computer as well, actually. All right. There's one thing I've never understood about computers. At what point did it become sociably acceptable to send a picture of a dwarf having sex with a pony to your mate for a bit of a laugh? <laughs> I don't remember being able to do that before we had computers, do you? Working it, I worked in an office once, we didn't have computers. I don't remember ever just sitting there going, what are you doing, Lee? Oh, I'm just drawing a picture with some crayons. What is it? It's an old woman defecating into a plastic bag. And then, I'm going to photocopy it and pass it round the office. Because I'm a bit wacky! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to meet my regular guest. What can I say about this woman? All she wants for Christmas is her two front teeth. <laughs> So if anyone was in Yates' Wine Lodge in Basildon last night and has found them, please let us know. It's Angela McHale! <laughs> so, Angela, have you had your Christmas works due yet? Well, of course not. I'm a self-employed actress. So you can still have an office party, get drunk on your own, touch yourself up in the stationery cupboard. Let's keep it festive. All right, touch yourself up in a pear tree. <laughs> I love it, me. Christmas time. Yeah, mistletoe and wine. Actually, I've uh, I brought some mistletoe. I'm going to try and get off with Barbara Dixon later. <laughs> well, give yourself a chance then. Make it mistletoe and chloroform. <laughs> so, any plans? Just the usual. I'll wake up on Christmas morning. My wife will put her favourite tune on the record player. All I want for Christmas is you. Oh, that's nice. I know, it's great, isn't it? Means I don't have to get her a present. <laughs> What's your favourite Christmas song? Fairy tale in New York, the Pogues. Shane McGowan sucks. He's great. I know, I'm just saying that's how he'll be eating his Christmas dinner. <laughs> I also like John and Yoko's Happy Christmas, War is Over. Oh, that's worse than my excuse for not getting a present. Uh, happy Christmas, Yoko. Didn't get you anything, but uh, war is over. <laughs> now, what did you get me? Ooh, another one of your paintings. Brilliant. <laughs> What's your favourite Christmas song? That George Michael one. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you gave it away. That's what happened to me once with an ex-girlfriend. Oh, that's so sad. 
Actually, to be fair, it wasn't my heart. It was Buckaroo. I also like Santa Claus is coming to town. That's another one of your excuses, isn't it? What? Santa Claus is coming to town. Sorry, kids, we live in a village. <laughs> Tell you what I don't like. I saw Mummy kissing Santa Claus. Reminds me of a traumatic childhood incident. Really? Yeah. But it wasn't Mummy kissing him, it was Daddy. <laughs> and it wasn't Santa. It was the postman. Come to think of it, it wasn't kissing either. Oh, wow, that's a hell of a tip at Christmas. Yeah, that's what the postman says. <laughs> anyway, um, moving on. It's time to welcome our next special Christmas guest. Please welcome Simon Evans. Very nice to be here. A couple of things. Um, I, I will just begin. I realise I'm recording for Radio 2, so... Uh, it may be that my accent is rather exotic to some of your ears. Uh, so if you are struggling to place it, uh, it is in fact educated. Uh, still one or two of us out there. Uh, I do gigs around the country. I encounter hostility sometimes for, because of the way I speak. I did some gigs in Newcastle up in the northeast and uh, thought it best to face the issue. Uh, I used that line about it being educated and them struggling to place it, and they were fine about it. Uh, at first, and uh, one of them got it, passed it round, things turned a bit ugly, so... <laughs> Hard times for Geordies. We hear a lot about Eskimos and polar bears and so on. Similar situation faces the Geordie. Civilization is encroaching on their way of life. <laughs> the march of progress has eroded their natural habitat. Because there used to be, for years, there was an unspoken agreement and accord. You get a harness on a Geordie, you can get a lot of work done. That was the... <laughs> That was the thrust of it, everyone knew. Ships were built and mines were dug and Geordies were kept occupied, but uh, they closed them down and the Geordies were released back into the community. And I think it's about time we accepted that the experiment didn't work. Well, there it is. <laughs> A lot of them nowadays working in call centres. It's no work for Geordies. I'm sorry. Better to boil them down for glue than that, really. <laughs> they don't like it. Sit up straight, wear clothes, artificial lighting. It's not natural. Huh. They're outdoor people. They endure extremes of temperature with very little adjustment in their clothing. <laughs> really, I went up there. It was the middle of winter. Has been for years. <laughs> Freezing wind blowing in off the North Sea full of sleet. Bits of old boat. <laughs> the thing that struck me uh, was a rivet, as it turned out. Uh, <laughs> I thought I'd been shot, but no, just a bit of harmless fun. <laughs> No, seriously, the thing that struck me, metaphorically speaking, the, uh, the women, in particular, were walking around in their underwear. What I'd originally taken to be a sort of pink and purple mottled shell suit affair was, in fact, the flesh. <laughs> of these women, such as they are. Now, I am no prude. I enjoy a wind-stiffened nipple as much as the next man. <laughs> Might even count myself a connoisseur. <laughs> Al dente, that would be my preference. The, uh, the firm but not brittle nipple. That's what you want, isn't it? With a bit of give, but still with a sense of purpose. Enough to hang your hat on, but not your umbrella. I think once your cleavage has gone the colour of Stilton, it's time to dress up a little bit. I was in a bar, I heard a woman say to her friend, don't wear your bra in here, you won't feel the benefit when you go out. 
I hardly dared look, but I forced myself. That is an image that will stay with me for some time. Thanks to my new camera phone. That's two megapixels for you right there. I don't know. Anyway, I think on that rather distasteful note, I shall leave you until later. Thanks very much. See you in a bit. Ta-da. Okay, it's uh, time for a very short interval. Ice creams! Welcome back. Um, it's time to meet our musical guest, Barbara Dixon! Dixon! Now, Barbara, can I start by asking, is Barbara Dixon your real name or a stage name? No, it's my real name, Barbara. Latin for foreign... And Dixon literally means son of Dick. Well, as an English person to a Scottish person, can I just take this opportunity of wishing a happy Christmas, not just to you, but to all the Scottish foreign sons of Dicks. <laughs> now, now, Barbara, it's, it's fair to say that music has been a huge part of your life, hasn't it? That's right. I started playing the piano at five, and by 12, I was playing the guitar. Wow, it's been a hell of a day, hasn't it? <laughs> So, Barbara, what would you say was the big break? Well, I suppose the thing that first introduced me to a wider audience was working with Andrew Lloyd Webber on the original Evita soundtrack when I was just 29. And, of course, shortly after that, Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote Phantom of the Opera about a beautiful singer who is lusted over by a hideously deformed composer. <laughs> Where do you think he got the idea? It was actually based on a French novel called Les Fantômes, Les Opéras. I don't speak French. What does that mean? It means <laughs> stupid English son of a dick. And, of course, shortly after that came your big number one hit from the musical Chess, duetting with the wonderful voice of Garry Kasparov. <laughs> Elaine Page. Oh, yeah. And, of course, there's also been the acting. You famously played one of the lead roles in Band of Gold about prostitutes in Bradford. I have to say, it was very accurate. Good. I mean, good. Just, um, just out of interest, for a part like that, do you insist on the cash up front and no kissing? I don't discuss my fees in public, but I was very happy with my deal. Well, you must have a very good pimp agent. But, of course, it's, uh, it's not just the TV work, is it? That's right. Shortly after that came the lead role in the West End version of a show called Spend, Spend, Spend. Mm, obviously business in Bradford was good. But, um, <laughs> and I believe all this musical talent was recently recognised when you received an oboe from the Queen. I think that's supposed to say O-B-E. So it wasn't an oboe? No. I can't do my joke now. What joke? About Princess Margaret once giving me the horn. <laughs> Well, looks like we'll have to fall back on witty retort. You've not heard the show before, have you? <laughs> Just one final question for you, Barbara. We're doing a Wizard of Oz sketch for Christmas. Will you do it? OK, but I want the cash up front and no kissing. Play the intro. Somewhere over the rainbow You know what, Toto? That's right, I'm playing Dorothy. Doesn't mean I'm a closet homosexual. <laughs> do you know what, Toto? That was a hell of a tornado. Michael Fish's prediction of bright and sunny was once again way off the mark. <laughs> Let's see if it's cleared up. Toto, I don't think we're in Clitheroe anymore. 
How do I know? Well, it's in colour for one thing. Hello, I'm Glinda the Good. Nice to meet you. I'm Colin the Confused. You're in the land of Oz and you've just made the munchkins very happy. Who are the munchkins? The bright orange people with the high-pitched voices. I'm Billy. I'm Ziggy. I'm Dale Winton. <laughs> you've just landed your house on the Wicked Witch of the East. Actually, technically, it's the Wicked Witch of the Northeast. Get us out of from under this house, you bastards! <laughs> the Wicked Witch of the Northeast? Or, as we call her, Heather Mills. <laughs> Looks like we've broken her broomstick. That's not her broomstick. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt the sketch, but in the film, the house falls on the Wicked Witch of the West, not the East. Yeah, but then the joke wouldn't have made sense, would it? Then we'd have had to say the Wicked Witch of the Southwest. And unless Paul McCartney's been shagging Pam Ayers, it wouldn't have worked, would it? <laughs> I've had a beetle twixt my legs. <laughs> I can't believe my luck. People think I'm gonna swear. Don't worry, am I heck? <laughs> because that would be f***ing irresponsible. <laughs> Here comes her sister, the Wicked Witch of the West. Who killed my sister? It was you, wasn't it? And you're going to live to regret it. <laughs> what a bitch. I'm still here. Oh, not you. I'm in Toto. Right, we must help you get back home. You must travel to see the Wizard of Oz. You're a witch. Why can't you just sort it out? Because my magic is not strong enough. I mainly do children's parties and variety club of Great Britain dinners. You'll have to follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. I'm colour blind. Follow the black and white road. I'm not walking in the middle of the road. I'll get killed. These munchkins clearly can't see over the steering wheel. So what are we going to do? Follow, 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 follow the pavement. Tell you what, Toto, my feet are killing me. We've been walking for days now. What I'd give for some proper contact with another living soul. Well, that's very kind, but I'm not sniffing it again. All right there. Who are you? The name's Wurzel. Wurzel. Well, you said make up a scarecrow name. Yeah, can't you be a bit more inventive? Hello, the name's Jack Straw. <laughs> and what's the matter with you, Jack Straw? Sorry, you'll have to remove your veil. Yeah, all right, it's not Radio 4. Let's stick with the knob gags. <laughs> My name's Jack Straw, and I haven't got a brain. So why do you want a brain? I just want to be able to hold my own in a conversation. Oh, I like doing that. <laughs> come on, then. You can come with me. We haven't got time for that nonsense. We've got a lot of plot to get through. Hello, is that a woodman I see made of tin? <clears throat> well, it's some sort of alloy, actually. Listen, my good man, I'm getting rather seized up. Oil me up, would you? All right, where shall I start? Well, it's been quite a while since I've had any sort of attention or affection. Don't even think about it. <laughs> I'm not that kind of bloke. So why are you wearing a skirt and ruby slippers? Never mind that. Put him up! I'm a lion, I'm gonna eat you all! Are you, are you scared? Hmm? Are ya? 
I've seen tougher looking girls than you, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you're from Clitheroe. <laughs> Why doesn't anyone find me scary? Even the other lions just laugh at me. They say I'm different. That's because you are different. <laughs> what do you mean? I've got some shocking news for you. You're not a lion. <laughs> You're a sea lion. Am I? Are you sure? Yes. Lions don't shuffle along on the floor on the bellies and stink of fish. <laughs> Unless they're on a hen night in Clitheroe. <laughs> can I come with you to see the wizard anyway? Maybe he can give me some courage. You don't need courage. You're not a lion. Well, maybe you could give me a ball to balance on my nose. Right, come on, you bunch of freaks. We're Shut it! <laughs> I have you now, my pretties. Don't worry, I'll deal with her. <laughs> oh, yeah, brilliant. Join us later for part two. Ladies and gentlemen, Barbara Dixon!
Meanwhile, back at the witch's castle. How are you enjoying the tower? <laughs> Hope it's not too uncomfortable. Haven't you got any heating in here? Yeah, it's colder than a witch's... Sorry, no disrespect. <laughs> I hate that expression. It's such an urban myth. Here, feel that. <laughs> Put it away, it's disgusting. Looks like an ice cream cone after it's been dropped in a puddle. Feel it. All right. Bloody hell, that's hot. I tell you what, if the face doesn't put them off, it's a good second line of defence. Now what's she doing? She's using her scalding half breast to ignite the torch. Well, there's a phrase you don't hear much nowadays. You killed my sister, so the logical revenge is to kill you too. Well, no, it's not. The logical revenge would be to kill his brother. You're a pedantic little sod, aren't you? <laughs> you don't scare us. Oh, yeah? Maybe I should show you what I can do. Yeah, go ahead. Make my day. I thought you were supposed to be from Clitheroe. OK. Go ahead. Make my dinner. <laughs> Yikes, I'm on fire. What a way to end it all. Still, at least the room's warming up a bit. Quick, we need water. There isn't any. There's only one thing for it. Toto, pretend he's a treat. <laughs> well, think about hose pipes or the Niagara Falls. Oh, that's done the trick. Ah! Look, he appears to have accidentally urinated all over the evil witch's hot, scolding breast. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to apologise to listeners who thought they were tuning into the golden hour. <laughs> Still, you got the golden shower. Ah, I'm melting! I'm melting! Look, I'm sorry to ruin the moment, but technically melting is turning from a solid into a liquid. What you're doing is turning from a solid into a gas. You're sublimating. <laughs> okay, you anal little tit. <laughs> Right, that's all grot bags out of the way. Let's get to the Emerald City. Who are you? What are you doing here? What makes someone so foolhardy that they could address Oz, the great wizard? What causes you to... Sorry, can you just answer me, because I'm running out of questions. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to find my way back home and was wondering if you could help. Mini cub, not you. <laughs> Are you seeking the place they call Clitheroe? Uh, yeah, I am actually. How did you know that? It's the first time I've seen Toto played by a whippet. <laughs> and who's this? I am the Tin Woodman. Oh, no. Not another disappointing quarterfinal. No, that's Tim Henman. I'm looking for a spare heart. And what are you searching for, Scarecrow? I'm searching for a brain. There must be one somewhere in Oz. <laughs> a brain in Oz? Ridiculous! <laughs> oh, I see. Sorry, I thought you meant Australia. <laughs> What's your name, brainless one? Jack Straw. Welcome, Jack. And this is our other friend. He thought he was a heroic lion, but he's just a spineless bit of sea life. Welcome, Tony. <laughs> My name's Ben Elton. Good night. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's not a wizard. It's 
just a bloke behind a curtain. Great. Now what are we going to do? Don't worry. I can still help you. Look, Scarecrow, you came here for a brain. Well, here's a diploma from the University of Oz. It's actually a polytechnic, but no one needs to know. <laughs> the sum of the square roots of any two sides of an equilateral triangle is equal to the square root of the remaining side. Wow! It worked! Hooray! Well, that's actually inaccurate. You're mixing up an equilateral triangle with an isosceles. <laughs> yeah, all right! You get the principle, dickhead. Lion? Sea lion? You came here for courage. Well, here. Have a bottle of vodka. <laughs> I find that usually works. And Tin Man, you need a heart. Well, I found a dead pig and ripped this out. <laughs> you may need some ice. Listen, even if stored in the right conditions, a heart that's been out of a mammal for more than 26 minutes would be... <laughs> Which just leaves you. Can you help me, wise one? <laughs> no, sorry, mate, you're right on the creek. I'll help you. You could have gone home whenever you liked. All you had to do was click your heels together. Oh, great. You mean I could have done that right from the beginning, you dotty old cow? Yes, you could have. But I think you've learned something, haven't you? Maybe. Yes. Maybe I have. No, I haven't. <laughs> Just click your heels together. Now say, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. Keep saying that and jump up. Wave your arms in the air, then dance like a little girl. You're taking the piss, aren't you? <laughs> yes. Sorry. Mini cub. <laughs> yeah, go on. Why not? Ah, you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. to the Lee Max Show with Lee Max, Simon Evans and Angela McHale with music from Steve Brown, Andy Hamill, Mark Alice and Matt Bakker and this week's special musical guest Barbara Dixon. It was written by Lee Max, Paul Carenza, Simon Evans, David Quantack and Danielle Ward and it was produced by Will Saunders. Yeah.